You are listening to a rebroadcast of one of my previous episodes. While I'm out on maternity leave, I just had my baby, um, I'll be replaying some of my most popular episodes. And even if you've already listened to all the episodes, you might hear something that you missed before. I know when I go back and listen to podcast episodes, even for the second time, there's always little tidbits in there. So whether this is your first time listening or you know your second or third time listening to these episodes, I really hope you guys enjoy. And I'm really looking forward forward to getting back to all of you guys and um, releasing some new content very, very soon. So I hope you enjoy. You are listening to episode 45, Pregnancy Nutrition with Mama's Maternal Health. Hello, and welcome to the Growing Our Family podcast, Pregnancy Edition, where we'll discuss topics ranging from your very first positive test all the way through delivery. I'm your host, Brittany, and I'm a new mom to a beautiful baby boy. Throughout my pregnancy, I did hours of research on everything that came my way. Join me on a weekly chat where I'll share my knowledge and personal experiences with all of you. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Growing Our Family podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, then I hope you enjoy. If you want to be a part of the show, whether that's sharing a story, leaving some feedback, or even asking a question, you can send an email to Brittany at growingourfamily.com, or you can like and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, using the handle Growing Our Family. And for social media, that's Growing the Letter R Family. We also just created a brand new Facebook group for all you moms out there. Whether you're trying to conceive, expecting, have a newborn, or even older babies and toddlers, you're welcome to join in on the conversation. The group is called Growing Our Family Podcast, a community for moms, and I'll link to it in the show notes today. All right, and now on to today's episode. We have Cassie and Michaela here from Mama's Maternal Health. They are both pregnancy dietitians and nutritionists, and they're here to talk all about pregnancy nutrition, what you need during pregnancy, what you should probably leave out, um, and how much of everything. So without further ado, I'm just going to roll the interview for you, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, and welcome back. I have Michaela and Cassandra here. They're going to talk all about pregnancy nutrition today. How's it going, ladies? Hi. Awesome. Good. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't we start by telling the listeners a little bit about your guys, yourself and your families, if you would. Go for it, Cassie. Sure. So um, my name is Cassie. <laughs> I'm a registered dietitian and lactation counselor. Um, I currently live with my boyfriend and um, not don't currently have any children, but um, definitely a future possibility. Um, but yeah, so love pregnancy, love infant nutrition. And that's kind of my whole life right now. (laughs) That's awesome. And I, um, I am currently in upstate New York, but I'm usually in Brooklyn, actually, um, New York city. Um, my husband's there and I come from an entrepreneurial family and I help my family out, um, upstate. So right now that's where I am, but I'm a registered dietitian as well. And I'm a lactation counselor and Cassie is one of my, is my bestest friend in the whole wide world. And I'm so glad I have an amazing business with her, um, uh-huh. helping pregnant women because it is just a, an incredible group of people to work with. So that's me. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys are super passionate about it, which I love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I know pregnancy is addicting, like to talk about it. I think I could talk about it every day, which 
is why I started yeah. a podcast. Yeah. I've so. never heard anyone say it like that, but like one that just like totally clicked, like pregnancy is addicting. I know that sounds so funny, but like that, that, that resonates with me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start by talking a little bit about why it's so important to eat healthy during your pregnancy? What kind of benefit does that provide for you? Michaela, you want to take it? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, as we all know, everybody who's listening on this on, on this podcast is so passionate about pregnancy and really wants to put their best foot forward. But when it comes to nutrition for pregnancy, it is truly setting the foundation for not only yourself, but your baby for the rest of their lives. It's not just the nine months of pregnancy. It's not just the postpartum period. It is literally the rest of your child's life, how you eat now, how your nutritional status is now will impact your child for the rest of their life and a pop to like possible generations future like in the future it is just insane how much um impact nutrition for pregnancy really is um a lot of dietitians you know do like a lot of weight loss and those kind of things and we totally respect that and we um really love helping people be the best version of themselves. But when it comes to maternal nutrition, it's a game changer because you're not just working with one individual, you're working with generations to come. I just think that that's amazing. So yeah, pregnancy and nutrition is just so impactful and so important. Oh yeah. And I know it can be a little bit scary sometimes because you become pregnant and then you find out like there's all these foods that you need to avoid and all these foods Mm -hmm. that you need to start adding into your diet. And it can seem a little bit overwhelming at first. Absolutely. Um, what, what kind of food should you avoid during pregnancy and why is that? So I'll take this one, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, there's kind of a, we like to like kind of categorize it just to make it a little bit easier. Um, obviously avoid, um, alcohol. There is a limit on caffeine. Um, we want to avoid high mercury fish. So, um, and those are, you know, your, um, you know, almost, I guess, the predatory fish. So um, like shark, swordfish, I don't know how many people who actually eat shark, but this is like a worldwide thing. So, um, but ahi tuna, big eye tuna, marlin, king mackerel, those are like the kind of fishes that have really high mercury levels. Um, and that can directly affect like your baby's brain function um, and like later on in life and just their development. But then you also want to watch out for like deli meats and soft cheeses. Um, if you do have those, you want to like heat them up because um, of the risk for listeria. Um, avoiding raw meat. Um, and I feel like when I say like raw meat, people are like, no, duh. Like I'm obviously cooking my chicken through. But like it's like sushi. Um, you do kind of want to watch how, you know, done your steak is. Um, but specifically like more of like the, like a, like raw eggs, um, raw milk, those kinds of things that, um, people, people don't normally think about when you think of like raw foods. Um, and then making sure you're washing your veggies. I know that sounds really silly because, you know, you should be washing your veggies anyway, but they do have, um, you know, because your baby's so small, these kinds of like the pesticides and other things can really build up um, really quickly um, and really have a lot of detrimental effects. Oh, wow. And when you say raw milk, do you mean just like certain, like, what do you mean by raw milk? So there's this trend and not, you know, bashing anyone for what they do, but people, um, you know, they, 
it's like the unpasteurized milks. Um, if you can find them more so in like health food stores, it's essentially like um, the regular milk that you get in the stores. Um, it's pasteurized, homogenized, all that like looks like nice white and clean. That's like the more safe milk. Um, whereas, so like if you were to like literally take the milk straight from the cow's udder and not do anything to it. That's like raw milk. Um, and so it's similar to like the soft cheeses and those kind of things. You don't really know what's in it. And that's why we pasteurize it to make sure that it's like still that like food safe in a sense. Um, so that's, that's more what I mean. Cause I feel like, yeah, that was a good question. Cause if you think raw milk, you might be like, Oh, I have to like boil my milk. And that's not the case. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Unfortunately, cookie dough with the raw eggs and everything is mm -hmm. out the door during pregnancy, which, you know, I, I think a lot of women actually crave it. <laughs> I, I know I did. So I would just buy like cookie dough uh, protein bars or something like that. Just so yeah. they were like, okay, but yeah, no, that one was probably the hardest out of that list. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people like survive off of deli meats too. Um, but you can do the deli meats. You just have to like cook it on either side. Um, and then like, you know, like do like those, like the cookie dough bars or like make like, um, edible cookie dough with like, I don't know if people just put like water in it or something. I've never done it, but <laughs> it is possible. Oh, definitely. So now that we kind of talked about the foods you should avoid, can you guys list out some of the important nutrients that you want to make sure that you're adding into your diet during pregnancy and how much you should be getting per day and like why they're important and all that? Absolutely. I'll, I'll go with this one. <laughs> so <laughs> vitamin D is a huge one. Um, and I'm in North uh, uh, New York. So right now we're getting a little bit of sun and I'm like, okay, we got to get this, uh, go outside for 10 minutes. Let me get some sunlight. The vitamin D is so important. Um, it's about 600 IUs per day. And if you're getting it from a food form, that would be dairy products, mushrooms, eggs, salmon, sardines. I don't know if anybody likes sardines. I actually do, but they are <laughs> jam packed with healthy fats um, and vitamin D. So if you want to try it, hit me up on Instagram and I'll give you a good recipe. <laughs> um, but folate is of course super important to make sure we are on um, the spinal uh, defects. We want to make sure we're heading away from that. And that is about 600 milligrams a day. Um, Make sure we're promoting those leafy greens like kale, spinach, broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. Fortified grains actually has the folate as well. Beans, peas, lentils, that kind of thing. Um, and the really fun thing about like spinach that I love, spinach is my favorite, that you can hide it in so many foods. And I think that that's something that moms struggle with is being like, I don't like these green leafy things. I'm not a rabbit. But we can put it in a smoothie and make it really delicious by adding some fruit, adding some um, milk, and getting that, you know, all these vitamins together in a delicious drink. Um, oh, definitely. So that's cool. And yeah. can you touch a little bit on the difference between folate and folic acid? Absolutely. So your folate is going to be from your food form, um, but the full... Um, folic acid will be in your prenatal vitamins. And there are some moms who actually have a heart, they cannot digest 
folic acid, um, and it's a genuine issue for them. And for those individuals, it is very important to understand um, how to get folate from your foods with these foods. Um, so if that is you, you know who you are. Um, your OBGYN will definitely help you to understand if that is you. Um, but folate is from food. Folic acid is in the prenatal vitamin form. So very important distinction. So. Is folate, because it's more like a natural version of it, is that easier for your body to absorb the folate? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So it's more um, bioavailable in our body. So we uh, are able to absorb more of that than we are in the prenatal vitamin. And we are 100% supporters of prenatal vitamins at Mama's Maternal Health. However, getting the food, the vitamins from your food first is our priority because it is more bioavailable and it is in the most natural form. That's the word. There's a, there's a lot of, um, we have like what's called like the man-made or the synthetic forms of a lot of um, uh, nutrients and vitamins. Like we have um, in a lot of our supplements, um, we have different forms of vitamin D um, versus the, the, the type that our bodies will make from like the sun. So um, it's not just folate that's more like or yeah, folate versus folic acid, that's more bioavailable. But that seems to be the one that um, is really big right now with the, I believe it's like MTHFR. There's a lot of letters in there, but um, gene mutation where they're not able to metabolize folate. But um, I believe like vitamin D is one, um, iron, they, there's different kinds of forms of iron. And so our bodies just metabolize them differently. And um, it's really cool that like the food scientists have created these different forms, but um, just being aware that their bioavailability to, to our bodies is definitely super important. I just wanted to add that. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you for that. That's, that's crazy. I, I didn't know so many different vitamins and nutrients have like different forms of it based off of like whether, what you're getting it from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I'll keep on going. I'll go with iron. Iron is the huge, big, the big one. And I think that iron deficiency mm -hmm. among women is, is not talked about enough, period. But then we start talking about pregnancy. Um, so obviously through our menstrual cycles, we lose a lot of iron. Um, so really promoting iron foods. But then during pregnancy, all of a sudden we need a higher amount of iron in our body because this is we are growing a baby we are growing a child um so super important to make sure you get your iron which is about 27 milligrams per day and of course we get our iron from meats and red meats um beans peas soybeans lentils pistachios is a fun one that we don't always think about spinach again huge that's why i love to throw it in like a smoothie or like rice dishes um, fortified cereals, and of course, those sardines. Um, the fun thing about iron that we like to tell our mamas is that if we pair um, an iron food with a, a vitamin C rich food, it actually increases the absorption of iron. So vitamin C food as in like a citrus or commonly we see mandarin oranges on spinach salads. And that is a really great way to make sure we are getting a lot of iron absorption. So that's like a fun fact about iron. And doesn't calcium inhibit the absorption of iron? 
It does. Wow, look at you <laughs> pulling it up. Um, but that is so there's two types of iron as well. So there's heme iron and non-heme iron. And heme iron comes from meats, whereas non-heme iron comes from the vegetable. Now, calcium will inhibit some of the non-heme absorption. So if you are having a vegetable that has iron within it, then you want to watch the calcium. However, this sounds a little bit confusing, but promoting that vitamin C will um, help that iron absorption. So really, if you're, especially if you're on a plant-based diet, creating that sort of citrus moment with the iron is really important to make sure you're getting your full iron absorption. Um, so iron is like a big one. It is really under uh, talked about and utilized nutrients for sure. Yeah. I just wanted to add one thing too, is, um, the, like another fun fact, I guess. Um, so iron during times of like growth spurts, um, our bodies prioritize iron to the red blood cells as opposed to the brain. And like, I feel like a lot of times we think of that as like, oh, like children going through growth spurts, but during pregnancy, your baby is, you will have periods of growth and like more rapid growth. Um, and so if you don't have enough iron or your baby isn't getting enough iron, their body will prioritize it to their red blood cells um, as opposed to their brain. And that can cause a lot of, if you don't have enough iron, that could cause cognitive developmental um, issues way in the future, even to like 21 years of age. So it's super duper important, um, both for you and the baby, because your blood volume increases, but so does their, um, they just go through such rapid growth. It's crazy. Oh, oh wow. That is crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. Cassie, you want to keep on going with like magnesium and choline and stuff mm -hmm. like that? Yeah, girl. Um, <laughs> so, uh, women, um, for magnesium, you need about 350 milligrams a day during pregnancy. Um, and you can get things from magnesium, super awesome. This is more of Michaela's nutrient, but I'm, I'm happy she gave it to me. Um, <laughs> so you get magnesium from a lot of different, like what we call like almost the superfoods or really nutrient packed foods. So kale, legumes, chia seeds, avocados, dark leafy greens. Um, they're really important for, I mean, they're important for so many different things, but muscle relaxing, um, muscle contraction, all of that stuff, the way all of that works. Um, Choline. Um, did you want to add anything about magnesium, Michaela, before I move on? Just because I know this is this is yeah. your baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so magnesium is also super important with contractions. So if we don't make sure that we have enough mag magnesium, it actually um, promotes muscle relaxation. So when it comes to pregnancy, like migraines, headaches, these kind of like stress-related symptoms, quote unquote, magnesium a lot of times is used as a way to help those symptoms without using over-the-counter medications. Um, but again, contractions, the magnesium is important to be able to relax your body. So it's, it's very, it's again, a really cool nutrient when we're talking about pregnancy. Oh yeah. And my OB actually, so I went in cause I was having like Charlie horses and like, like mm -hmm. leg cramps a lot. And I was like eating bananas, even though I hate bananas. And she's like, you should actually in up your magnesium intake. A lot of people just think it's potassium cause that's just like mm -hmm. a common thing. But, um, I had no idea magnesium helped with, uh, like leg cramps and, and other like cramps. 
Yeah. Yes. They're like best friends. They, we need all of them. We can't just have one, you know, um, like where one friend is missing, like the whole vibe is off and it's the same thing. <laughs> like magnesium is that friend, maybe the quiet one that we didn't talk about as much, but when there, she's not there, it's, it's off. Um, so yeah, really amazing. Like a real story for you that like the magnesium, um, I am a, I have migraines a lot. And when I upped my magnesium intake, it was a huge, huge shift for me. Um, and I just think that's a really great way for moms to help with like headaches and migraines. Cause that is such a common, you know, symptom with hormonal changes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Michaela is all about the magnesium. <laughs> I, <am>. <laughs> I defer to Michaela for all of my magnesium questions. Honestly, <laughs> We all have our fave nutrients. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so then um, the next one, like we're going to talk a little bit about of choline. You need about 450 milligrams um, a day. Um, choline is one of those that um, kind of gets not talked about as much, but it's so, so important for, um, you know, brain, spinal cord development, and just overall, again, just the, the development of the baby. Um, you can get choline from like a lot of meat sources. So like um, liver, Michaela also, Michaela is so into like the sardines and the livers and stuff like that, <laughs> jam-packed with all those nutrients. If you ever need a liver or a sardine recipe, Michaela, <laughs> she has a million. <laughs> um, but you could also get, you know, choline from leaky greens. Again, just really emphasizing leaky greens, dairy products, whole grains, broccoli. <laughs> um, we have, um, we talked a little bit about calcium, you need about a thousand milligrams a day during pregnancy. Um, and I did want to emphasize a little bit. We always think of calcium being okay. When you think calcium, you think dairy, right? Um, but that's not always a feasible option for a lot of people. Um, I'm personally, I can't do dairy because of, um, like a dairy intolerance. So, but, and my, you know, pediatricians and whatever always were like, you're not going to get enough calcium. You're not going to get enough calcium. I'm like, well, I'm not going to force myself to drink milk. It's awful. Um, but a lot of people don't realize you can get it from other sources. So obviously like calcium is fortified in orange juice and like milk alternatives, but you can also get calcium in a lot of the, again, the leafy green vegetables. So <laughs> spinach, even broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, kale, all of that stuff um, is really, really high in calcium. And so I feel like a lot of times we think of like, I don't know if anyone's familiar with like my plate. I know that's like a big, just kind of tool we use to make sure everyone's getting a balanced plate, but there's the serving of dairy on there. Um, and people are like, what am I going to do? Drink a glass of milk three times a day. And some people do, and that's great for them, but sometimes that's just not like desirable or feasible. So getting in those leafy greens um, really is you get so much more out of it than just the calcium or just the folate or just even just getting a, a vegetable in for the day. So um, that's something a lot, a lot of people realize that you can get calcium from that, those sources. And I really like to promote that because I think it's so important, especially just getting your leafy greens, but getting the calcium in, in alternative forms. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think the theme of today is eat spinach with every meal. <laughs> oh, we love spinach so much. Everybody I, talks about kale, but I'm like, what about the spinach, fam? I'm like, yeah, come right. on. <laughs> I really like arugula. Um, it's like more bitter, 
But um, my, so I also work with the Philadelphia school district and right now we're kind of closed because of stuff, but um, we have a bunch of, we had a bunch of greens in our fridge and we had to just like take everything home because we weren't going to be doing programming. So I literally have like arugula and I have spinach and I have kale and I have collard greens and I have romaine and I have bib lettuce, like all in my fridge right now. And I'm like, what can we do with these? <laughs> so it's really the theme of the day. <laughs> But okay, so then we have a couple more. We have B12, which is, you know, what our B vitamins are super important when you talk about energy during pregnancy. Um, so many women, you know, you go through energy depletion and you go through ty- being tired and you go through, you know, all these different hormon- hormonal stages. And these B vitamins are super important to maintain uh, that energy. Um, however, uh, you can get them in, again, meats. You can get them in eggs, fish, dairy, plant-based options. It's a little more difficult. However, you can have the plant milk, fortified cereals, and nutritional yeast, actually. Um, and I think that we forget about nutritional yeast. Um, but that's a great way to get your B vitamin, your B12 in. Now, so you need about 2.2 micrograms a day. And that's only slightly more than when you are not pregnant. And that's about 2.0 micrograms. So um, yeah, B12 is super important. Then we have iodine with selenium. And we talk a lot about thyroid function because um, thyroid function, I I'm actually uh, have my hypothyroidism. So my thyroid uh, does not produce enough, basically. And a thyroid uh, dysfunction is so much more common these days. So making sure that we have our iodine with selenium uh, in in our prenatal diet is increasingly becoming so much more important. Um, so a way to get this in is through seafood, but again, the cooked seafood and making sure it's the lower mercury. So if we rewind to the beginning of the episode to hear that, um, our seaweed and iodized salt. So I think that right now, like, honestly, when I was, when we were in college, I remember learning about like iodized salt and we do, so I feel like sea salt is the thing, right? Sea salt or like pink Himalayan salt or all those different salts, but while pregnant, actually having your iodized salt is a really great way to make sure that you're getting iodine. Um, super important nutrient, like amazingly important. And our thyroid is a hundred percent in charge of our hormones. Um, so not only for mom, but also for baby, like for mom, we have a huge burst of hormones. So we need to promote that health of the thyroid to avoid any kind of adrenal fatigue and those kinds of things. Um, so yeah, the thyroid function is just so important. So iodized salt, like while pregnant, I honestly would get the iodized salt because it is a great way to get that iodine, um, without eating seafood, you know, Um, how much do you need a day? Yes. Sorry. I forgot. Um, 220 milligrams of iodine while pregnant. Um, and that's up from 150 while not pregnant. So that's a big difference actually. So it really shows how important it is during pregnancy. Oh yeah. And for people that, so I'm one of the weird people that don't like any seafood whatsoever. So that's uh, okay. (laughs) Not weird. (laughs) So, um, iodized salt is like that alone enough to like sustain you during pregnancy or should like women like me, should we start like trying to add uh, seaweed into our food and things like that? 
Um, well, it depends on how much salt you have. And of course, you don't want to have too much salt because then we're starting to talk about, you know, too much sodium. Um, have you ever tried, like, there's, there's kind of fun ways of doing the seaweed. Have you ever tried, like, the seaweed snacks or things like that? Yeah, um, um, I actually really like veggie rolls at, like, sushi places. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't get the uh, seafood, but I get, like, cooked veggies and it has avocado and all those, like, really good things Absolutely. along with the seaweed. So. You know, what's another great thing is um, there's seaweed flakes and I've actually put it on like salads and it's a really great way to get your, th these vitamins in as well. So it's like, it's not quite as like, oh, I'm eating seaweed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's more like, okay, we're adding this on and it's a really great way to get that, that nutrient, you know, without yeah. feeling like you're coming from the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> great tip. Yeah. Cassie, you want to figure, finish off with a healthy diet? Yeah. Omega-3s, man. This is like, I feel like everyone could use like an increase in their omega-3s just for so many like positive health benefits, um, but especially during pregnancy. So omega-3s, specifically we're looking um, for the DHA and the EPA within the omega-3s. So you need um, 20, 200 milligrams a day of both DHA and EPA. Um, and you don't really, you're not going to go out of your way and just, you know, buy something that has like DHA and EPA in it. You're just going to buy something that has omega-3s, so like avocados, um, vegetable, olive oils, even, you know, fish. So like, again, with the fish, but like salmon, super high, um, and nuts and seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, those kinds of things um, are really, really, so again, one of those like nutrient-packed um, seeds are huge with like all of the nutrients that you need during pregnancy, but the omega-3s are super beneficial. So like the DHA is like, we, I, I think this is really pushed a lot, but both during pregnancy and postpartum for your baby's brain development, as well as like central nervous system, spinal cord, all of that. And then the EPA, which is kind of like the, you know, unsung hero, like the little sister of, um, DHA is, um, more for cardiovascular health and circulation and reducing inflammation. So they work really hand in hand in different aspects of life, but the omega-3s are just super, super important for the development of, of babies. So when you see prenatal vitamins, it says like, you know, prenatal with DHA, does that mean it really has omega-3 or does it only have the DHA and you still need the EPA? So, and that's kind of where it depends on the, the prenatal and that's kind of where the EPA is a little bit of the unsung hero um, because a lot of times they will have the EPA in there, but they won't advertise it just because people don't recognize EPA as much. They recognize the DHA though. Um, we definitely recommend, especially if you don't get enough like healthy fats in your diet, getting a, a prenatal with um, omega-3s, but specifically like the DHA. Um, a lot of times if you do look on the back, it should have, if they have DHA, a lot of times they will also have um, the EPA. But I believe that it's like the isolated nutrient as opposed to, um, you know, they kind of extracted it from the omega-3s. Um, but it's essentially just a portion. It's just a part of the omega-3. I don't know if they put the whole omega-3 in there, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, awesome. I love that list. And yeah. so my my next question is during pregnancy, when you have your crazy cravings and, and you want like a burger from McDonald's, like how do you handle all those cravings and continue to eat healthy at the same time? 
Perfect. Yeah. I'll start off with this Go one. Um, so something that's super interesting about cravings, and first, without even saying anything, you deserve to have foods that make you happy while pregnant. I am not one to say, oh, you can't eat anything. I will never say that ever. Um, unless it's alcohol. Obviously. No, no, no alcohol ever. <laughs> um, and those fish. Okay. There's a couple of things, but, um, I'm not about to say you can only eat these fresh fruits and vegetables because that's unfair and that makes life unfun and you not enjoy your pregnancy. However, the thing that, um, with cravings is that you kind of can like look underneath the surface of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like say you want like a hamburger from McDonald's and fries, probably because you need some iron, you need some of the red meat and you want uh, protein and you want carbohydrates from the fries and you want salt. So maybe you can make one at home and just have a healthier version or um, maybe not have like the McDonald's is probably the le- the worst version of a burger and um, fries. I hate to use those kind of words when it comes to nutrition, but making something at home because you really are most likely craving the iron and you're most likely craving the carbohydrates. Um, then we talk about like craving ice because some people do crave ice. That is something that people crave and that's actually a sign of an iron deficiency. So if that's you listeners, then we should definitely go to our doctors and check our iron levels um, now so you can see if you need to start increasing your iron foods um, in a serious way. Um, and then you're like, oh, I want you know, sugary things. It's probably, again, you need the carbohydrates. You need this energy to promote a um, healthy and uh, fulfilling and um, just energetic pregnancy. You know, there's so much energy that is closing into that goes into pregnancy and that is all carbohydrates. Um, so I just think it's important to look at your cravings from the perspective of your body needs more than it has ever needed. So how can I give it these um, nutrients in a way that will be beneficial? Um, I don't know if Cassie you want to add something, but I th- that's usually my um, words on the topic. Yeah. And like one of the things is like, that I've realized about my body and how it works and just in general, like, um, you know, my, I guess working with other humans, um, is that most of the time if we're craving something and we say, no, like I shouldn't eat this, you end up still eating something and then eating more and eventually ending up just eating the thing you're craving. So you end up just eating more than you would have anyway. And so it would like, even just in that case, the healthier option might have been just eating what you were craving in, you know, a normal portion size. So like the cravings are again, like honoring your cravings and making sure that you're honoring your body and your hunger cues and letting yourself, you know, (laughs) have a happy and healthy pregnancy. Oh, definitely. And what, um, what about women who crave things like dirt and things like that? Can you guys touch on Pika a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the ice thing that I was talking about is actually pika. So um, when you're craving these kind of very unique, super unique things, like you just said, like the dirt and the ice cubes, um, that is due to a, usually an iron deficiency. Um, and I think that is definitely something that you should go to your doctor with for sure, just to get your levels checked out and see what is going on, what is going on here. And as dietitians, we'd, we'd love to say, oh, we can, you know, 
say exactly what's going on inside us at a cellular level. But you need you do need to get lab tests at some point just to make sure and to see um, and self-educate where your labs are. So you can see, oh, like, do I need some additional support with getting my iron levels up? And that would be a that would be a you know a great time to get that additional help um, from your doctor as well. Oh, awesome. Well, that's everything I had specifically about nutrition. Was there anything that I didn't touch on that you guys wanted to add? Um, I think that, I think that it is important to love ourselves and our body changes. And I know that that's not necessarily, Oh, iron B12, you know, that kind of thing. But we, sometimes focus on the scale and we focus on our body changes rather than focusing on the fact that we are growing a baby and something incredibly special. So I guess just really focusing on that, like love yourself through this process. You know, you are literally producing a miracle and you know, spinach is wonderful, but the best thing is your baby and your relationship, you know? So I just think that's super important, but Cassie definitely add. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, it's just such, um, you know, you can get very easily caught up in the day to day and everything that's happening, you know, the morning sickness and the heartburn and the swelling of your feet and the headaches and the fatigue and all that stuff. It can really, really bring you down. Um, but just, you know, trying to think positively and just remember, like, you know, this only lasts for so long and then you'll have a baby in your arms and, you know, get excited for those times, but also cherishing, you know, the fact that your body is an incredible, you know, temple right now. Like you are really just like growing a, a, again, like how Michaela said, a miracle and really, you know, appreciating your body for what it's doing and what it can do and all of that. So really just giving yourself some, some love there. Oh, yeah, that's definitely great advice. And so the last thing on my list, I like to end a lot of my episodes with a product recommendation for pregnant moms or new moms. Um, Is there anything that you guys would recommend to your clients or anything like that that has been beneficial or that you think would be useful? Um, I know my recommendation, and I'll let Cassie. um, I, I know this is not what we want to hear, but... I truly feel like making a community for yourself is the most important thing. Um, The most common thing that we hear is that it takes a village. And I would love to give one like item, but I truly feel like it's creating a community for yourself that will only support you and love you through the challenges that you face and help be that rock for you. So really finding a community and I'm, I'm, we have a great community, but I'm not even saying just us and really working to create that community so that you have wonderful women to support you every step of the way. Um, it's just so important and it, it's priceless in comparison to any one item. I, I truly feel. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We, um, I've seen it. I'm sure you guys see it in like your Facebook groups and in our Facebook group for the podcast it's just amazing how many women like mm-hmm. are there like they've never met each other in real life and they're able to ask like the most personal questions and like mm-hmm. get answers from other moms and it makes you feel not as alone especially when you're like you don't have a lot of like other mom friends around mm-hmm. you that have gone through it even gone through it recently mm-hmm. i it it's amazing how beneficial that is to have like that bouncing board or the absolutely the idea board. definitely 
And I think like, I, I, this is like definitely not as philosophical <laughs> as Michaela was, but um, something that I've realized a lot in, you know, even just the last couple months, but um, a lot of women don't realize, you know, how difficult breastfeeding, if that's your goal, how difficult breastfeeding can be. Um, and so just kind of going into it, realizing that and, and having like tools to support your breastfeeding experience. And I'm not just saying like, oh, like nipple shields or like a pump or things like that, but, um, you know, things that will make your life easier. So like, I really like the, um, the wraps you can like just baby, basically like, um, baby wear and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, just, just things like that, that can just make your breastfeeding experience so much easier as you guys, you know, fall into the rhythm together and all that stuff, just because that it is such a struggle kind of within that first month. Um, and some people don't make it there, but just finding, finding things that will help you to, um, promote breastfeeding and just make your experience so much easier. Oh, definitely. I feel like once you make it past that first, like few Mm -hmm. weeks, it, the, it's crazy how much easier it gets. It's just that like learning curve with you and your baby is really hard and and your body doesn't really know what it's doing because if you've never done it before and your newborn doesn't really know how to like effectively retract the milk. And yeah, once you get the hang of it, it's such an amazing experience. And I really feel for the moms that don't get to make it to that point. Mm Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, and as a society, like it's, we just put so much pressure and then, you know, almost make it an all or nothing kind of thing. And, you know, shame women who are breastfeeding and shame women who don't. And, you know, every, every woman's journey is different. Um, but just on our end and I'm sure like your end as well. Um, and most people actually feel this way, but, um, you know, just, supporting and doing everything you can to make sure that you have done everything you can or want to, to get to the goals that you want to have. Oh, definitely. Well, that's amazing advice from both of you. I I love both of your (laughs) tips. They're so like relevant. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So if listeners want to get a hold of you guys, where can they find you? You guys have a website or social media or anything like that? So fun. we are on, so www, wait, yeah, com, and we are on Pinterest, Mama's Maternal Health, and we are also on Instagram, Mama's Maternal Health. Oh, and we're also on Facebook. So you can find us anywhere. If you find mm-hmm. us on one of them, though, you can get to all of them. Pretty so much, yeah. yes, yep. So uh, Instagram, TikTok. Honestly, there's so many moms on TikTok. I'm going to be honest. So if you're not there, you got to get on. (laughs) We have a party on TikTok every day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. And as always, I'll link to all of those links in the show notes for anyone who wants to go and check them out and give them a follow, send them some love, ask your nutrition questions because they are the experts. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to speaking with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I really enjoyed our talk today. Yeah, of course. Thank you. (laughs) Have a great night. All right, you too. Bye-bye. That's it for this week on the show. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Growing Our Family Pregnancy Podcast. 
make sure to check out our website. That's growingourfamily.com and that's growingourfamily.com to see today's show notes and product links. Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcast so you always get the latest episodes. And if you love the content, if you could just give us a quick five-star rating, I guess any star would be okay, but five stars preferred, um, that just really tells iTunes or whatever platform you're using that you're enjoying the content and they should recommend it to other parents as well. And if you know anybody who's expecting a baby, maybe just mention it to them. Say, hey, I've heard about this podcast. I really enjoy it. I think you might enjoy it as well. If you've had your baby or just want to learn a little bit more about life after delivery, check out the Growing Our Family Parenting Edition. I'll see you next week for another episode. 